Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Family's getting a little tired of me too. Uh, this morning they said, "We know it's dangerous out there, Dad, but why don't you just give it a shot?" Yeah. So uh, Sean has been playing the jokes, and I thought Fallon was still doing the kind of just there alone in his kitchen. But I watched. My wife said, "Have you watched any of uh, the Tonight Show?" And I said, "I hadn't." She said, "It is so cute and so good." And I watched, uh, started watching the episode and couldn't stop him in his kitchen with his two cute little girls mm. and his wife on the phone. I tweeted it out last night, and I said, how would you not get an Emmy for this? This is the best thing he's ever done. It might be the best episode of The Tonight Show ever. It was freaking fantastic. And uh, one of our, uh, I tweeted it out, and one of our regular Twitter followers said, I clicked on it and thought, okay, I'll give it 30 seconds, and I couldn't stop watching it. It is just, if you've got kids or ever had kids, it's so freaking cute. Here's a uh, a charming piece from that where his his daughter, I believe, interrupts one of his, his bits that he's doing then stomps upstairs audibly and begins playing the drums to the point where he can't. Uh, so, yeah, here's... All right, let me do this, okay? Let me go upstairs. Okay, go. Okay. I love you. Okay, piano. Okay, here we go. You're going to play piano. Okay. 
you wearing tap shoes? Oh. Right wow. Right, the so this hashtag, this hashtag was called, I knew I had cabin fever when. Okay, and it was trending worldwide. So thank you for playing along and doing this. It's pretty cool. Uh, my example was, I knew I had cabin fever when. I whispered to my hand sanitizer, you're like a son to me. And then the drum starts. <laughs> Fran Franny <laughs> And her sister's always at the table like trying to kind of parent her younger sister too. <laughs> the way the older one does. Right, yeah. Dad's trying to work. <laughs> it's so fantastic. And the younger one's crawling on his head while he's doing his his jokes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> no, you can't have more gummy bears. <laughs> It is really good. Oh, that's sweet. That's really nice. <laughs> He's like the only person that could do that, too, and pull it off, I think, and make it as genuine as it is. Well, I have good news, Jack. When those little girls grow up to be high school athletes, they won't be competing against guys. The Justice Department has weighed in on a lawsuit involving high school trans athletes. High school athletes who weren't born, I'm sorry, who were born biologically male should not compete against girls just because they identify as female, says the Justice Department in what is being hailed as the most obvious ruling in the history of rulings. The department has weighed in on an ongoing federal lawsuit about the question, reports the AP. You remember the group of high school girls in Connecticut um, who went up against a couple of trans dudes who won everything and set records. Well, I think you're supposed to call them trans girls because they're currently identified. They're dudes! Um, On Tuesday, just... Certainly their track skills were male. Uh, You know, that's well put. On Tuesday, the Justice Department said the girls have a point, citing, quote, the real physiological differences between men and women. Again, oh, oh! You know. The physiological differences! No way. Right! The issue is that the state athletic conference has decreed that athletes can compete as the gender with which they identify, which is moronic on a historic scale. Bleeding of the feet was a good idea compared to this. <laughs> the conference says its position syncs with Title IX, the idiotic law meant to make sure it's not entirely idiotic, but as so often happens. The good intentions have paved the uh, the highway to hell. Mm. Not the ACDC song, but, you know. Um, uh, Title IX law meant to make sure female school athletes have the same opportunities as males, but the Justice Department disagrees. The position actually, quote, deprives these women of single-sex athletic competitions, which are one of the marquee accomplishments of Title IX, per its newly released statement of interest in the case. If the girls prevail, the decision could void previous victories by trans athletes and set a precedent for school districts around the nation, notes Bleacher Report. Well, that would be a step towards sanity. You saying ACDC reminded me of one of the uh, the various uh, memes that was going was uh, name your favorite stay-at-home quarantine band. And then there were many <laughs> funny examples on the Twitter like Ben Folds Laundry. Widespread pandemic. I get it. Miley virus. What you're doing is slightly altering the name of these artists. ACCDC. <laughs> ACC. Hmm? ACDC. ACCDC. The Atlantic Coast Conference? The CDC? Oh, ACDC? Is it a CDC joke? 
A-C- yes, it's a CDC. C- A-C-D-C-D. That, maybe that's it. A-C-D-C-D. It makes sense You can I figure it. it out on your own. Exactly. Grab pencil. I bet you weren't straight, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Oh, man, we have more floundering Joe Biden clips. Every time he opens his, his pie hole, it goes poorly. Terrible. Yeah, and I've got some from his uh, from Obama's old crew. What's their podcast? I never can remember that. It's, Sean. Uh, it's, Pod Sa- it's the Crooked Media is the the umbrella, but Pod Save America is the it's, one that most people listen. And to. it's one of the most popular podcasts in America. Anyway, they are been fairly critical of the way Joe Biden's been handling this, and they've got some suggestions for him. So yeah, we can play a little of that coming up. I like the sound of that next segment. Plus, we know how you folks like tracking oil prices, and uh, <laughs> uh, prices are hitting record lows. Moving down. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the price of oil from Western Canada, and I, I guess that's different oil from different places has different value, depending on its quality, how how hard it is to refine or whatever. I don't know much Whether about it. Or not, it, it has a nuttiness or a cinnamon-like taste. Exactly. Um, and at this point, Western Canadian Select was selling six for, for $6.45 a barrel, which is that significantly very low significantly less than the cost of the classic barrel of monkey's toy in Canada. You can buy a barrel of crude oil more cheaply than the barrel of monkeys, which is more fun than it looks. Yeah. It's a challenge. Sure. It's a, it's a life lesson. You have to hang with it. You're going to fail. But failure doesn't hold you down. The fear of failure. Keep hooking those monkeys until you get them all. By God. Monkey hookers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The training period could be uh, <laughs> dangerous, to say the least. But... Not sure you could do it in America, but... <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe in the third world I could... Wait a minute. Um, I found this horrifying. This is why my... Uh, I almost said my wife, but I meant... I almost said my mom, but Another I meant my wife. client was torn limb from limb. Oh, man. My wife is making me take my shoes off when I get home, and I thought that was a bit of an overreaction, but fine. And then uh, last uh, yesterday, it came out that uh, it lives on the bottom of your shoes for five days. The 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 coronavirus. What? Even as you're walking around squashing it, stays um, on your shoes for five days. I'm no so. microbiologist, but I don't know. And that's like the the you know. So you might be not touching stuff and staying away from people walking through a store full of sick people, but I guess no more licking my shoes clean. Yeah. <laughs> Step in it, and then you bring it in the house. So. Oh, boy. Don't want to do that. Ah, wait, now. What's the whole transferring to animals? That's come up in our house because we got uh, so many animals around. You know, there, there was a right. dog that, that they, they, they're, they're sure died of it. I missed that. But um, Really? That's what they claim. Oh, come on. You're tracking it around with your shoes. Our pets are giving it. This sounds like middle uh, ages paranoia to me. Yeah. Having heard nothing about it. Well, that's and having what, no knowledge of the topic. Well, if that's you jam what, your pockets full of posy, you'll be fine. <laughs> Isn't that the exciting thing that always happens with these viruses, though? They start in some sort of animal, and then it's can it leap to a human, and then it leaps to a human, and then then it gets all it's off and running. Well, right. And that's, that's a horror when that happens. Uh-huh. Because normally every species has its own immunities and its own vulnerabilities, and you couldn't give a cold to a cat if you wanted to. Um, wow, why would you want to? I'm a weirdo. Are you perverse? Yeah, uh, you're probably hanging out with monkey hookers. I but... take heartworm pills, but <laughs> good. I Sen- think they're tasty. Sensible precaution. Um, uh, anyway, if if we're trading it back and forth with a, I don't know if we are creating a- human animal hybrids. Yes, Lord, Mr. President. <laughs> Uh, so we have more. I haven't heard the Joe Biden stumbling, so we got more of that coming up a little oh, bit. And, and then some advice that people are giving him. 
Uh, we'll get to some of your texts on uh, how things are going for you. Is uh, Are people still staying indoors? Or are people coming out more? Or was that just my, my uh, hood where that was happening? I don't know. Uh, the stock market is back down today after having been up. Ow. New York is just getting hammered with this dang uh, pandemic. Yeah, some of the stories from the hospitals are harrowing. Oh, boy, yeah. yes. Stick around. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So are we playing any more Bob Dylan? Here we go. We're going to kill you with hatred without any respect. We'll mock you and shock you and we'll put it in your face. I, I get there's music, but I'm always just a someone here to take your place. They blew out the brains of the kids. Oh, whoa, jeez, it's graphic. Okay, that's enough for now. Uh, we're working our way through the new Bob Dylan song. Before they blew, you missed that part, Joe. Before they blew out the brains of the king. Whoa, whoa easy, dude. Oh, hey. So, Bob did to your children listening. Bob something. Dylan released a new song, 17 minutes long. About the assassinated assassination of John F. Kennedy, and we're making our way through it because nobody can sit and listen to it 17 minutes. You couldn't find a bigger Bob Dylan fan than me. I mean, the amount of time I've spent listening to, reading about, studying Bob Dylan is mm. extraordinary. But I haven't decided whether I like this or not. Um, I, I, you know, the one thing about the coronavirus deal that I've found, and, and my friends agree, is it's just made us all so cheerful. And positive, we're looking for something long, somber, and depressing. Seventeen-minute dirge right. about uh, an assassination. Right about death and mourning. More, give us more. What else you got in the vaults, Bob? <laughs> Jack, okay. uh, a couple of notes from the world of desperate attempts to become a, 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 a mm. social media influencer. Mm-hmm. A couple of toilet lickers uh, in the news. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, I say we ignore them and let them lick toilets until they're gone. Something will take them out if they're licking toilets. Seems like a problem that solves it. Yeah, exactly. That's the story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You reap what you have sown, you toilet licker. So are you saying we have um, some examples of Joe Biden struggling? I haven't heard these. Uh, Yes. Yes, we do. Actually, I've got some analysis from leading Democratic strategists. Yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we just play um, all the, the Biden clips thirty seven thirty eight? Why doesn't he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say it. You know, I Donald Trump really was asked. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. I just can't figure the guy. It's like it's, I don't know. It's like watching a yo yo. I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching. It feels the, that way. I want to ask. I want. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so there are things he could do," said David Axelrod, who was the chief strategist in Obama's 2008 campaign and probably played a role in choosing Biden to be vice president. There are things you could do. You can do things that are more interesting than giving poorly produced quasi-presidential speeches from your basement. John Favreau of Pod Save America. 
uh, also from the Obama administration, criticized the campaign's decision to have Biden deliver scripted remarks in his live stream. At one point in his first live stream, Biden waved his hand at whoever was operating the script and awkwardly moved to another point in his remarks. You can tell he was uncomfortable, Favreau said. Joe Biden's strength is his empathy and how he can comfort people at a time like this, and they're not allowing him to do that. A live format and trying to keep Biden on script may not be the best strategy to showcase his talent in connecting with people. That is a decent point. His whole thing is, is, a, is a room full of people and connecting with them. And uh, putting him alone in there with bad lighting and uh, a teleprompter is not working. Right. Got this note from Leonardo. I love this. At this time of international crisis, Joe Biden's a recent statement. At this time of international crisis, we need to remember that united we stand and undivided we, well, you know the thing. (laughs) But here's the one I like the best from John Lovett, another former Obama administration staffer. This is a cliche of all cliches, but this needs to be his fireside chat. I want him sitting in an effing armchair. I want his sleeves rolled up. I want him home. I want there to be an effing dog sitting in front of the (laughs) GD fireplace. And I want him to start by saying, hey, everyone. And I want him to talk to us like he's right here. Instead of these scripted, standing behind a podium in his basement. Nobody has a podium in their basement. All right? that, that looks weird right there. Did you bring that in? Is that always there? What's going on? Is that a filter? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, like yeah. That. I want him to sit in you know, blanking an armchair. I don't want a blanking GD dog in front of him. Well, what's amazing to me, and it, you know, this has to do as much with human psychology, I think, as politics, is his advisors, I'm, certainly are, I'm certain, are bright people. But when he first tried the Trump isn't responding well, I'm going to be the alterna president. I'm going to do speeches where I look like I'm the president, but I'm going to do it better than he does. And it failed immediately. It was a good enough strategy, but it failed. But for some reason, they're hanging in there on on that feel. And it's just, it's not good. What do you think if he had done um, uh, almost a competing press conference every day. I'm not sure he could pull it off, but what if he had brought in you know, a leading expert or two? He stands up there, he gives some numbers, he gives his little thing, he brings the experts on, takes some question. That'd be ballsy. I assume some press would show up. Um, yeah, oh yeah, sure, the campaign press, if nobody else. Yeah, and, and, and you know the media wants him to succeed, so that he would get very favorable opportunities there. I'm not sure he can pull it off in his current state. I'm but. pretty sure he can't. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, this is tough news, a lot of tough news from New York um, in the last couple of days. 170 firefighters, uh, New York firefighters, FDNY members have corona, says the commissioner. 170. Wow. Now, they had the number of uh, New York police officers at 77, but that was earlier in the week. I'm sure it's much higher now. I would think very quickly, you've got to make decisions like, and, and we might be that way in a lot of places in the country soon, this whole you have corona doesn't mean you stay home anymore. We just got too many people that have it. At some point, do you do that? You run out of firefighters. You run out of policemen. You run out of people at the hospital. You run out of people at whatever your whatever your workplace is. Well, back to flattening the curve. As long as they can keep the spread fairly slow in the fire department, the guys, 90% of the guys will be fine and come back online. So that helps. And we got a note from one firefighter, not in New York. I believe it was in uh, Cal Unicornia, but... Um, he said they're they're doing this weird shift thing where the two shifts don't interact at all. So there's no way the A's can infect the B's. Okay, because I was going to say the 177. That's not that wouldn't be the total number because they all have had to work with a thousand other people. But maybe they've kept them apart. Yeah, I wonder. 
I wonder. I know their uh, agencies like that are being as creative as they can, trying to keep it from becoming a contagion. Well, yeah, thing. because otherwise you'd end up with the scenario I had. Even if it, even if they don't catch it, you're supposed to. If you were around someone who had it, you're supposed to self quarantine. Right. Well, you'd end up right. with everybody self quarantine. How many firefighters are there in New York? A lot. Yeah. I don't know if it's ten thousand or fifty thousand. But if you what? had one guy in a room of fifteen, they yeah. should all be self quarantining if you're following the rules. Yeah. Well, rules change. That's yeah. That's that's my point. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, Tim Sandifer, friend of the show, Tim the Lawyer, we used to call him, on the Armstrong and Getty Show, making the point that, um, well, I'll just read his tweet. Increasing numbers of reported cases are largely an artifact of testing and do not mean protective measures aren't are, are, are already taken aren't working. Right. Uh, hopefully you uh, understand that. Well, I could have understood it five minutes ago, Jack, but I've been reading an article in Politico so dumb it's made me dumb. <laughs> I will share parts of that with you coming up. It is really a towering achievement in stupid. But some of the best numbers out there come from 538, the Nate Silver website. And he spends a lot of time as a numbers geek digging into various stuff. And this has kind of emerged among smart people I respect <laughs> as uh, the best pulling together of numbers that exists anywhere. It's a, a segment. Uh, what is it called? I don't know, but they're they're doing it regularly. Experts say the coronavirus outlook has worsened, but the trajectory is still unclear. It's where they take a a group of experts and try to come up with a consensus based on what they all seem to think. This is all the smartest people idea of where it's going to be, and this is what they currently say. The consensus forecast suggests there will be around 117,000 cases reported this Sunday with a 90% chance of having between... 55,000 and 246,000. That's obviously we're at 80,000 right now. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a major increase. Right. Uh, in just a couple of days. Um I'm then, just I'm sorry. I'm just so hung up on to what extent is that a product of testing? More testing. According to the most recent survey, most experts think a 9 that 9% of all COVID cases in the US were known at the time of the survey, which was a couple of days ago. 9% they they believe that's how many are out there that haven't been tested. Okay. As a group, they think hospitalizations won't peak for several more weeks or months. Durr. And they expect around 246,000 deaths total in the United States. That's the all the ex, the best experts put together. That's right. about a quarter of a million. Yeah. That's an extraordinary number. That's a quadrupling of the worst flu years in Recent memories, oh, yeah. and yeah. we're at twelve hundred right now. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, we're 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 not even in the first inning. You know, we're I, the fir- we're at the first batter. Uh, uh, that's not good news. No, no, it's not, especially and, economically. And I think a lot of us have a feeling, or maybe you don't. I only know how I feel. That okay, we've been at this a while, kind of getting used to it. Surely we're kind of you know getting settled in, and we'll start getting back to normal here pretty soon. Well, based on those numbers, we haven't even begun to. Uh, wrestle with this. I mean, we haven't even started yet. You said you only know how you feel. Why don't you ask me how I feel? You never ask me how I feel. 
God, the idea that we... I'm not going to say this out loud to my family. There's a good article in the New York if Times. If you're Jack's about, family, now would be a good time to turn off the radio. <laughs> good article in the New York Times about how families are struggling and fraying and it's getting chippy and, uh, you know, a lot of time. Not only is it an awful lot of time spent in your house together, kids home from school, just more hours mm-hmm. together. There is a tremendous amount of pressure going on. Financial pressure, mm-hmm. uh, health pressure. Just the lingering fear. Yeah. yeah, the stress. So you got all that and everybody crammed in together for, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna... we have not yet begun to cram as a people. We're right. I, I have a description from Europe okay. that will shock you. But based on these numbers, if all these experts are even close to right, God, you take half, if they're, if they're only half of what they guess, we haven't even started yet. On this thing, that's hard. I'm not. I'm honestly not going to say that to my wife or my kids mm-hmm. because we're trying to go with. You know, we'll be over this before you know it, and we'll get back to normal, and we'll go on a vacation, and all these different things to try to keep people optimistic. But man, well, we haven't even started. And there's something to be said for taking it on one day at a time. Sure. You know, don't don't try to wrap your arms around you know whatever it well, becomes. For kids, everything is today. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. So, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Ian, uh, all those experts predicting things. I say this not to object to their conclusions or to be cynical or anything, but I'm reminded of one of the most interesting things I've read in years that we talked about on the show. I'm saying six months ago or so. And they did this this study where, and I wish I had it at my fingertips. It was so good. They had a cabal of experts attempt to predict something. And then they got just a bunch of bright people who had no particular expertise and said, hey, investigate this, would you, and, and let us know what you think. And it turns out the just the regular people were much better at predicting than the experts because they had no biases. Which they had some... no you know research papers or books they'd published with a certain theory that they really felt like they had to defend. Which bolsters my, uh, my new I-don't-believe-in-experts thing that I've had for the last couple of years. You know, I respect experts, uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have to understand. They come into it with biases. And, uh, well, you just got to keep it in mind. Anyway. Ah, dang it. That had an emotional impact on me, actually, reading that. If, uh, we're, if, we're, sure. if we're not only not in the, the second inning... We're at the first batter of the first inning, mm-hmm. which is what those numbers would suggest. Holy crap. I just wish there was a first batter in a first inning. I miss baseball. I ain't coming back anytime soon based uh, on those numbers. And, you know, you couldn't play yourself because you can't tag anybody. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to read deeper into the research. Over what period of time is that? So are we going to go from a 1,000 to a quarter of a million dead by June? I mean, well, I don't know. I don't. Let's not. Now you're trafficking in doom. I asked a question. I didn't state it, but yeah, if, if it's one of those statement questions. If if they're if they're not, in what period of time are they talking about? I don't know. Wow, I, I hear a model announced as the best science in the world, and then a week later they disavow it and change it a lot. So I just I don't know what to think. I'm just gonna take it take it on one day at a time. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to go home. I'm going to love my family. I'm going to write 17-minute-long dirges about the uh, shooting of McKinley. <laughs> as we feature the the new 17-minute Bob Dylan song, 30 seconds at a time. Stay, well, stay well, tuned for the next yeah, chunk. Exactly. I'm sure that will keep people riveted. 
I don't I don't dare tune out, honey. They're going to play another 30 seconds of that Bob Dylan song. And cheer them up. <laughs> right. Right. After the bad news I hit you with. I mean, there. if you have your head in an oven, I mean, literally at this moment, you're in the midst of a suicide, this will cheer you up. <laughs> I think everybody else, though, <laughs> oh my God. not so much. All uh, right, now, let me hit you with that thing from Italy. Got a great note from, everybody wants to be anonymous these days, I don't think. Uh, Doug does. No, this is a nice note from Doug, who uh, his children, he's lived in uh, Italy much of his professional life, uh, working in the Department of Defense. And his uh, kids, who were born and raised in Italy, continued to live there. Um, I I was born in Italy myself. Uh, We got a note from a guy named Leonardo earlier, why my parents didn't name me Leonardo I don't know. I wish they would have. You're born in Joe, Italy and you're named with Joe. Joe. They called me Giuseppe as a little boy, but uh, it didn't stick. Hmm. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is this. I'm in daily contact, writes Doug, with my children, who naturally lament being confined to their apartments for this extended period. They wake up in the morning only to be confronted with another day of confinement. My son has authorization documents to travel to the family farm to tend to cattle once a day. While there, he exercises and experiences a sense of semi-freedom others are denied. My daughter reports that if you are out driving and are stopped by authorities without proper documents, you are fined 3,000 euro and your car is confiscated. Holy crap. Now, what's the euro these days? About a buck and a quarter or something like that? I don't know. But it's thousands of dollars. Look it up. If you're stopped uh, while simply walking outdoors without documentation, the fine is 500 euro. The lockdown is strictly enforced. It can be evidenced by viewing live camps throughout the country, which I did, and Italy is empty. Euro's well, about a buck ten right now. There you go. So it's a little over three gur. Um, so they're going to give you a, a $500 fine for be, uh, being walking around. Well, you wouldn't do that very many times. No. Wow. Uh, needless to say, it's much different than our form of social distancing and quarantine. And we, then he we, says some very nice things about the show. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate you listening, my brother, and thanks for the note. And we interviewed Lon He Chen. We have him on most every Friday to talk about politics. I mean, he's a guy who has studied domestic government policy at the highest level. He teaches it at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I asked him on the podcast, do you think that's coming to America, the fines? And he said, no way that'll happen in the United States. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, he, he answered quickly and definitively. Um Wait, the numbers climb? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It depends how bad everything gets. Now, Italy had an, a horrible problem because they have hundreds of th- thousands of Chinese nationals working in their uh, clothing mills in the northern part of Italy, something none of the newscasters are talking about because it makes them uncomfortable to say that. But that's why Italy got hit so hard. They had people zooming back and forth uh, from China by the tens of thousands. Um, so that extra large podcast is available at armstrongandgetty.com. It is, if I dare say so myself, quite good. Lon, he is such an interesting and reasonable guy. I, I, I am sad that I can't take his classes, but we do get to talk to him. But so in China, they were welding people's doors shut. Apparently you have metal doors, but, um, padlocks I heard too. Yeah. You, can you imagine? You, I'm just going to stick my head out. Click, click. You can't open your door. But if you have a high enough fine, it ain't that much different. No. If I'm going to get fined $3,000... And your car taken away from you? Right. No, I'm not driving. Right. You have stopped me from driving. You've succeeded. Right. wonder if Bob Dylan is busily writing a 17-minute song about this. You're really uh, into that. I love it. Yeah. So maybe more of that when we come back. 
New new seventeen minute song from Bob Dylan about the assassination of JFK, which the world again timely. How about a uh, you know boy meets girl song? Uh, nothing, nothing, can't do it. Sean's had relationships that didn't last as long as that song. Come on, <laughs> yeah, several. <laughs> seventeen minutes. Uh, also, what is your uh, coronavirus reality today? Has it changed any? Are you are you, you and your family feeling any of the tension? Four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're watching no one's on a It happens so quick and it's so quick by surprise. Right there in front of everyone's eyes. All right. Greatest magic trick ever under the sun. Perfectly executed, skillfully done. That's another 30. Only 14 minutes left, you guys. So it's a new 17-minute Bob Dylan song about the assassination of JFK, in which he's going with the most obvious and, like, first that came to his mind rhymes, it seems. But uh, whatever. Bob sometimes... Well, I won't bore people. He's a Nobel Prize winning uh, writer. And, and sometimes his rhymes are so lazy they embarrass me. But sometimes maybe that's the art. What? I don't know. You're trying too hard. <laughs> that's a that's a first. I've rarely heard that. One time I picked up a spoon, <laughs> and then I noticed it was the month of June, <laughs> and I thought maybe I'll go hunt a raccoon. <laughs> and then I I heard the cry of a loon. All right, what else happened, Bob? <laughs> Although I did I did find myself getting sucked in. Like, when you flip on a Kubrick movie you've never seen before, and you're like, why is that guy, why is the ape doing, and you just, you have to keep watching. Right. Where did he get the <clears throat> torch from in the first place? What did, uh, who lit the, for the ape? But, anyway, go drive my buggy on a dune. <laughs> So I uh, get I get this news alert on my uh, on my my telephone here, and uh, the headline is a far right rallying cry: Older Americans should volunteer to work, according to right wing radio hosts and others. And I'm like, you know, I, I listen to some of that, and I'm aware of a lot of it. That the, they the right wingers are calling for oldsters to go in and work to support the economy, really. So I start reading this article, and uh, this Tina Nguyen woman writes, A growing chorus of conservatives have started arguing that older adults should voluntarily return to work to save the country from financial ruin. There's paragraph one, two, okay, and three. The proposal's taken root in some conservative circles, filtering up from far-right websites to radio pundits to a few prominent politicians to finally Fox News. Goes on and on. There's paragraph four and five and six. Still nobody named, nobody quoted. Oh, there's a couple of uh, fairly innocuous quotes from people in the White House saying it's really important that the economy get going again. Okay, that's that's saying nothing. There's paragraph seven, eight, nine. Oh, what? more right wing commentators have argued that the health costs 
blah, 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 are not worth the irreparable economic cost to the U.S. And is there a hyperlink well, okay. there? Okay, wait a minute. Is yeah. there a hyperlink there, like a line under You click on it, and it takes you to the quotes from the various hosts of what they've said or not? Yeah, but it characterizes them as saying we can't shut down the economy forever. So wait a minute, where are these right-wingers calling for the old to sacrifice themselves? Hmm. I'm in paragraph 14 now. I'm... Going on and on that and is, on. That is 15, a, 16. That is the most common new style of journalism that exists, is that very story right there. Quoting the Federalist here, saying that um, the shutting down the economy probably almost uh, could do more damage than the disease, et cetera, et cetera. Perfectly reasonable uh, statement. Now we're like 20 paragraphs in, and they quote some religious fundamentalist guy I've never heard of in my life saying something ridiculous. Well, this is what allows the president to talk about fake news, stories like this. And then Glenn Beck declared this week he would rather die than kill the economy yep. and ruin this country for his children. Yeah, I got another example along this these lines. This story is entirely fake. So there's been, there have been a couple of people say that sort of thing, um, where uh, um, elderly people saying, I'd rather take my chances than have the economy destroyed for my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that myself yesterday. If I'm 80 years old, I would think that. Hey, let us not go too far here. I got kids working and other kids and stuff like that, and I'll be fine. I'll work it out, or I won't. But whatever. Um, me saying that is not the same as advocating policies where we allow the old to die to sacrifice the economy. Or better yet, force them at the point of a bayonet. But that was the argument made by somebody I like, and I'm not going to mention them just because I like, but... The fact that people are now asking for policies, this sort of thing, is getting out of hand. Well, I haven't heard anybody say that. Yeah, no. I haven't heard anybody say that. I've heard plenty of people say that if it were me, I'd be willing to do that. Nobody's pushing it on others. Right, right. But that's, that's uh, the way journalism works now. Unbelievable. I thought they were better than that over at Politico, slightly. Uh, and listen, apologies for being self-serving, but if, if the uh, A&G approach to things, trying to keep you informed, but not trying to scare you to death and... Not hyping and not making crap up. If that appeals, tell your friends about it, would you? Uh, it would be incredibly helpful for the uh, continuing uh, you know, life of the show. So we have a clip from the guy. I heard this the other day, and I wanted to get it on. This is a representative from the WHO, the World Health Organization. Uh, who's paying him what from where to make him say this? Right now, there's very, very few countries that have actually been able to reverse this, uh, this um, uh, epidemic and bring their cases down to a very low level. And, in fact, the only country that has done that is China. It was um, the passion, the diligence, the sense of responsibility, the seriousness of the average Chinese. And I, I want to use that term very carefully because they weren't average. They are extraordinary people. But they were driven by a sense of collective responsibility. How in the hell does a guy with the World Health Organization Make those words come out of their mouth. i got to get my jaw back in joint. That is incredible. Where do you start? And you really have to admire the average Chinese working so hard to uh, try to get this under control. They were, they were locked in, literally locked in their homes by the government. By the totalitarian government, which when it was most convenient, denied the existence of this thing and spread it all over the world, causing the deaths of hundreds of thousands. And then the moment it was more convenient to do the, well, the quote-unquote right thing, they imprisoned their people. Yes, Dr. Bruce, that is wonderful. China is asshole. That's well put, sir. So what is going on there? Is he just getting a check directly from the Chinese? Is a... This guy's a U.N. hack. Who, but he can't of... believe that. That's got, he can't believe that. He does. 
Sure, ideology blinding intelligence happens all the time. Oh, is he a communist? Crackpot. It's okay to dislike totalitarianism, you jackass. Is he a communist? I just assumed he had some sort of financial interest, like when the NBA was, you know, downplaying what was going on. I'd like to bounce a basketball off his head. That is so crazy. Oh, the collective spirit of the Chinese people. Yeah, that's what it was. Not average. They're way above average. They're great people. What the hell? And the way the Chinese government got right on top of this. Oh. They locked up the journalists who said anything about it. They snuffed doctors. Yeah. Holy crap. That's amazing. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men. And it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 